0: How's it going, everyone? Uh, John here again with Spirit Talk. And today we are fortunate to welcome, for me personally, one of my favorite uh, actors, character actors, I guess you could say, Michael Merriman. Um, If you don't know who he is, you probably haven't seen a plethora of horror movies from Hills of Eyes* 1 and 2. His role in One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest, The Giver, Weird Science, Double Dragon, Devil's Rejects. He's always that guy in a movie that makes that movie that much better. Even if he's on there for a split second, it's just to basically have
1: you on here, Michael. Well, thank you. It's nice to be on board. Uh, I hope everybody that sees this is uh, doing well, staying safe, and uh, you know, you know, just do the right thing, be smart. We'll get through this together. But uh, yeah, thank you for the nice uh, words. Uh, I always try to make my character uh, real. You know, um, play each role a little differently, and. It's internalize it, you know. And and, and, then, well, I've been doing this for forty years, and I had some wonderful uh, mentors. Uh, I think when I did when I did Cuckoo's Nest, I remember I was there for 127 days, and we were filming it in a real uh, Oregon State Hospital. We had a whole building and wing to ourselves. We we uh, spent two weeks uh, each day. We each had to spend at least an hour with a, a different type of patient. From uh, geriatric to criminally insane. Actually, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean that's what they—that's how they called it. Um, and it, it was—it it was an amazing experience. Um, my father was a neurologist uh, and brain surgeon. He was in the Navy. He was attached to the 333 Marines, and he was in the South Pacific. And then when he uh, came back home, uh, he had a practice and. Uh, uh, then he uh, contracted polio and couldn't do uh, surgery anymore. He became one of the top specialists with EEGs, electroencephalogram, and wow. neurological uh, protocols uh, all over the. He was like tops in the Western Hemisphere. Um, with your background and 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 my father's background, and also uh, I have a um, a lot of contacts that have worked in the same field that, that you have. Yep. Um, I remember when um, uh, when I was at home, I was probably, I don't know, 12, 14 years old, roughly, and I remember um, someone knocking at the door, and I opened the front door, and there was a gentleman wearing a black suit with a wire behind his ear, and another hefty gentleman, uh, you know, that they're wearing out body armor, and uh, he was uh, standing by a uh, Lincoln town car, and they were very polite and, professional, and the, Uh, My dad grabbed his medical bag and and took off and they flew him to Dallas for the Kennedy situation. And then also uh, when Bobby was shot. And uh, the the third time they came was when uh, he was to uh, examine uh, uh, um, what had happened to Marilyn Monroe. And uh, uh, before he died, he he told me uh, how she was murdered. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Very, what a fascinating, now growing up, you, was did that kind of help kind of your dad talking or even knowing he was involved in these type of cases, did that help kind of lead you towards that, where you kind of found that niche in the, the horror, like, thriller genre, or how did you kind of, I mean, that's a lot of stuff, that's heavy for a lot of kids to deal with.
1: Yeah, as, as a kid, um, um, I was... Okay, I had a craniectomy when I was like four years old and had that one haircut. uh, I explain all this in my book. I'm almost done with it. Um, It's called It's All Good. We'll be getting the word out. Uh, That's why I'll be letting you know to spread the word and also on my website, etc. My mother was a nurse and I have a... a, um, Uh, a a great aunt and my sister. They were all nurses. And uh, my my grandmother's uh, father was a a very renowned surgeon and doctor from Germany, graduated from three universities, Heidelberg, Vienna, and Madrid. And in uh, North Dakota, before statehood, his neighbors were the Mayo family. So they all kind of, you know, they made medicines from the Native Americans, helped them uh, know about what herbs and plants and roots and stuff. And yeah, and, and that the more potent ones are along the edges of our rivers where we want them to flood. Of course, modern farming methods changed all that with chemicals and dams and then the uh, the silt's not deposited and i learned in grammar school that you know the nile river silt you, you want it to flood <laughs> you, don't, you don't build houses where it's going to flood you want it to flood why because the silt has trace minerals and the trace minerals are, 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 are what you want in your diet why because those are those are the things that the creator put on the planet to put in our bodies so our our bodies that are amazing um, can heal we can heal ourselves so much so and, uh, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, conspiracy theories or theories or, or, or lectures. The right. bottom, line, bottom line is uh, study real medicine and, and you can uh, help yourself and your loved ones to have a, a, a nice, long, healthy life. Um, so aside from that, my, my father would go on house calls back in the day, they actually made house calls and I would travel with him. And very, very often he would tell me about a particular patient he was seeing and what their situation was and whether they could get better or not. So he, he opened up my eyes to the real world, you know, science. Right. Uh, and um, and it was very, very uh, beneficial. Uh, it served me well over the years.
0: I, uh, I did some reading on uh, other interviews and stuff. You, one of the things you hit on is the concept of bullying and dealing with these type of people as you're growing up. Um, now, it it must say a lot about your character that you didn't lash out. You're able to kind of harness this mentality towards you, because um, growing up you were different, and but you use that is in a positive light, where it's very inspirational to others. That and you know, I've talked to um, guys who've lost their legs and women military the war, and they come back, they oh people are gonna stare at me, or they get third degree burns. It's like. These people are able to. People like yourself are able to find the good and be who you are, be true to yourself. And how are you able to kind of do that as you grew up, to kind of harness this type of? Great
1: question. Uh, it's a great question. Um, uh, I had a, a grandmother, my mother's mother. Her name is Sophie. She was like my mentor. I would spend a lot of time at her house, and she would tell a lot of stories about family life. And uh, she was very centered. Uh, her husband was Swedish. You know, very calm and uh, matter of fact. Uh, not strict, but just chill. Uh, I I think the the most important aspect in in this query is is straight up honesty. You know, it's like, you know, just the facts, man. It's just the facts. And that gives you some tools to where you're not second guessing. And um, there are people that are mean. There are people that uh, maybe don't understand and they'll point and stare. Uh, So yeah, as a kid, I, I saw the whole range from oh well are you okay oh were well, you burned oh, oh oh you're a creep oh you're you're scary or or this or that or 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 they make a bad joke or you know to try to ha- harass you and um i i my my father uh taught a lot of lessons and one of them was for instance he would be we'd be driving in the car and he'd say um, I've done a lot of autopsies, uh, never found the soul, where do you think it is? He would throw yep. these zingers out to me, and, and I was very young, I maybe 10, as far back as I can remember when I had these types of conversations. Uh, my grandma, the, the, the same thing, a, a lot of wisdom, a, a lot of honesty. Um, kids are a lot more observant and aware than uh, most grownups give them credit for. Sometimes we want to, you know, overprotect them and and hide certain things, but they do process information and what they what they take in, uh, in sight and hearing. So yes, uh, I I had a friend when I was uh, in grammar, very young in grammar school, he had polio. He walked with br- with metal braces and he walked kind of funny, different. And uh, I had a very fiery temper. Let me get rid of this. I like it um and um so i i, I would you know well <laughs> someone tripped my friend with polio and and, and i helped him get up and I, I ran over instead of messing with the kid i went to the parents i said you're really bad parents because this me this mean activity from your child you you're not teaching them what they need to know um as i got older you know i Occasionally, I get you know get in a fight, but uh, basically, it's like uh, be smart enough to realize that the words aren't going to change them, and, 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 and so I exit the situation. If I have no other option, then then, then that's a different situation. Um, but. Um, you know, the philosophy of, uh, of getting to know who you are, uh, you know, that's the road everybody travels. And uh, um, that is the main thrust of, of, of my book, uh, how, how, that. That, how all that whole process came about, uh, what influences there were, uh, how it, you, can we continue to learn,
0: what, what gifts and blessings come along, you know, in your day-to-day life so how did you come to the conclusion that you needed to write this book was that something that's kind of obviously being in front of the camera is one thing but writing's a whole other piece of art was there any trepidation on your part kind of telling your story that you don't think the people don't know um
1: no i've done a lot of interviews i I, you know i talk with uh, uh, friends and fans at conventions uh um, the, the, the information in the book is, is, is very personal. It's from the point of view of this, there's a picture of me with, before my haircut. I curly it here as a little kid, he's got a little bow tie, he's smiling. It's, <laughs> it's all good. So I introduced the reader into the mind and, and, and the mindset of this young child uh, with the influences that are explained in his situation. And, and it's from the point of view, you're in that comfortable chair and you ride through the, this kid's experiences. It's a, it ends with um, Cuckoo's Nest and, uh, and then Hills Have Eyes. It's not about uh, the movies that I made. I have been very blessed, but when I did wind up uh, getting into acting, it's not something I wanted to do. I wanted to homestead. Right. In Alaska, but it, it, it's something that came about. And, and uh, I said, well, maybe this will help. And then one thing led to another. But I, I met some wonderful, wonderful people like Michael Landon, for instance, and, and oh, I got awesome. to be, be on Highway to Heaven. And uh, Michael, you know, he was very straightforward. Uh, little Joe, he could have just retired with that, but he went on to do uh, Highway. And he also did a, a movie of the week. Uh his own uh, true story. He was a bedwetter and his mother would embarrass him and he he would he was a long distance runner and he became a long distance runner because he wanted to run home and not take the bus and cut through fields and, sh- and backyards so he could take the sheets off the, the second story landing that his mother would put out there to embarrass him uh, because that was her motivation to get him to, to stop. But it was a medical problem, you see. So, um, I, 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 I mean, he didn't have to make tell that story, uh, but he did. And we had, we actually had lunch one day, w- we discussed that. And and, and I, I was I was very intrigued with uh, his mindset. And then uh, he introduced me to some other people, another actress, Michael Ben Landon was one of the first uh, producers to hire a lot of people with uh, handic- handicaps or disabilities. Oh, wow. So speak. And um, there were some, some uh, people on the highway to heaven that were uh, returning uh, s- uh, special guest stars and uh, then through uh, well uh, um, Anthony Zerbe who played as the partner to the angel you know uh, yeah. um, he told me that uh, you know he had that gruff exterior and he said uh, in acting and tv shows etc he was always you know the bad guy the horrible person the rapist the murderer and he wanted to get roles where he could be a good guy. And, and I, I was having lunch with him and his son, who was stand-in, and Michael Landon. And he, con- he just shared the truth. He said, look, he says, I was becoming very depressed by not getting roles that I knew I could play. And, and, and I'm just not this horrible person, but that's the only roles I get. And he was drinking quite heavily, and uh, he was very depressed about it. And he shared this. He had a conversation with Michael Landon, and Michael said, "Well, how would you like to be on a on a TV show where you're the sidekick to, a, to an angel?" He changed his yeah, life. Thank you. Right. You know. So, so the random acts of kindness, and of course, he had the chops to do the to do the work. But um, you know, it 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 it's easier and better results if we work together as opposed to uh, pointing out our differences.
0: I think one of the, growing up, I mean, I, I still like VHS. I, I've always loved the idea. Well, I, have, of, I have a
1: lot of VHS. <laughs> and I
0: always loved the idea of just going to the old rental stores and just renting movies going through. But the one, props to whoever the Hills advised the artist was for the VHS, the original cover, but seeing your face on there, that's kind of what drew me into the movie. I must award that movie out every other Tuesday, renting it out. And whenever, it just made me, it's just like, I, I kind of resonated, It's the first time I resonated with a I guess you'd say your character's Pluto was a, a bad guy, but he was bad because he was misunderstood and everything going on in the world caused him to be this person. So is it, for that type of role for you, is it tough to balance that type of, yeah, this is a guy that's going to be an evil guy, but he's not evil. But you portrayed right. it like it was a perfect. Right, I, I get to drift on that. Um, well, we had we were a
1: family of cannibals. Right. And we couldn't go shop, and we couldn't go shopping and uh, <laughs> uh, any animal including humans was fair game that's pretty much the, the deal the the theme of the movie uh, West Craven was trying to uh, present was that at the end the white bread family as we call them we all became very good friends for, for forever they um, had they had to, they had to uh, come they had to defend themselves they had to kill or be killed or be eaten so it, it was a social commentary now there was a guy named Morton downey jr who had uh, his talk show and and we, we were invited to go out and uh, and uh, tape a show uh with him and there was a lady that uh was in a group that that wanted to censor uh horror movies or uh things of that nature yep and yep. and and she actually wanted to prosecute people that produced and 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 took part in, in these types of stories and i um uh, I had a chance to talk uh, uh, you know, on screen and I, and I said, well, there are, there are limits to what I, I will portray. I, I've had uh, scripts that I said, I'll, I'll go this far, I won't do that, that can be implied. You know, there, yeah. there, are, there are certain things that are just obviously you know, tasteless and unnecessary. <laughs> Uh, actually I'd like to tell a story and i said look you need a strong protagonist so when the hero rises to the occasion they've actually you know pushed themselves beyond what they thought they were capable of so that's part of the story as part of the the lesson to be learned so i don't have a problem playing the bad guy and i've been uh you know i've been on motley crew of rock and roll videos uh queen latifah video uh i've done comedy with weird science uh, um, I've had, I've I thought had your role movie, in Double and, Dragon
0: was. It, I, I remember watching that movie a lot. I, again, I watched it on the episode probably the other week, and I'm like, when you came on, I'm like, you're just that guy that, or that yours that character that just makes whatever scene that much better. And I, I don't know if it's <laughs> because people, because you're that, because you're everyone knows who you are. I guess, but it's just very fascinating because well, that's the uh, best part of the movie. I mean, that it, by it, hands it, down. You're
1: the best it's, part of that movie. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, it, it was fun. I mean, uh, uh, I actually uh, 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 shot that on a green screen and the director was telling me what I'm supposed to be seeing and fighting and whatnot, which is a lot oh, of fun. Wow. Um, the, um, uh, let me see what I know. Oh yeah, like in Weird Science. I mean, me you know, okay, we're a threat, but then, you know, John Hughes says, you know what? What if these kids are brats all during the week, and these guys have a magical moment where they can kind of get you know get back at them? Um, you know what if he's a school teacher? And, and so we just
0: we made that line up like about one minute before we shot it. Um, How fascinating yeah. for you is that you can work with someone like from Wes Craven to John Hughes, that Rob Zombie? Like you're looking at a wide spectrum of directors that respect you as an actor, but it must be very fascinating when you kind of can look back one day and just be like, man, I've worked with all these great directors.
1: It's been a blessing. Uh, probably one of the most intriguing. Uh, well, Rogero De Odato, we always go to someplace exciting. We, we've been to the Amazon uh, down in Guyana. Uh, uh, Richard Lynch, who's um, sort of <laughs> a, a, a very complex person. Uh, I, I don't know if you know why he had the, the burns on his, on his body. I did not know. Uh, uh, R- Richard Lynch was a very powerful actor, and, and he very was one of one of the, one of the uh, leading men. Very handsome fellow, um, very manly, uh, uh, just a super wonderful person. And he was so upset with our involvement in uh, uh, Southeast Asia, um, and it, it was just tearing him up inside that. You know, a lot of innocent villagers and, and just people that lived in those areas, Cambodia and Thailand and all those areas were just caught up in a whirlwind of geopolitical crap. And, and you know, I'm sorry, I, I'm not a big fan of war.
0: Right, um, don't, yeah, don't shoot me.
1: Um, so he was in Toronto and he went to a public square and had them roll film and he uh, called the news, uh, the news stations and said, I am an actor. And I am a uh, uh, a citizen of the of the of the world, and I would like to offer my body as my way of saying um, um, I'm sorry to what uh, my country is doing to the people. Wow! In this area, he was on LSD at the time and set himself on fire, and he lived. Jeez! No, that's the gentleman. I mean, he was one of the most. He was one of the kindest, most philosophical. Uh, Deep seated uh, friends that I had uh, the blessings to meet. Uh, He was a very amazing person. Um, I, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people wonder, you know, why I don't have hair. Well, I had to have a craniectomy. um, It's just short and sweet. My dad went on a secret mission. Um, He was a neurologist, and they sent him to uh, Hiroshima.
0: Wow! Have, after after the
1: explosion, after they after they dropped the bomb,
0: yep,
1: before I was born, and mm. um, so he was radiated. He was at ground zero. I have a photograph which I will never share with anyone other than if you happen to be home, and there it is. Right.
0: Um,
1: pictures. Uh, he was not supposed to take photographs, but uh, there is a wall that he took pictures of, and there is a uh, black. Uh, shadows of vaporized human beings infused into concrete wall wow i'm not a big i'm not a fan of splitting the atom there's a lot of other ways to yep. turn, on a light, turn on a light bulb and uh, i'll just come straight to the chase um you know uh, you put my family in jeopardy all bets are off but if you want to send my children to go to some other zip code so the uh, the masters of war that sell the munitions to both sides and every side and fund that these conflicts. I'm sorry, the leader should be in a cage in a box with rocks and bricks and uh, we'll watch it on pay-per-view and have a cold one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a bit, uh, I, I'm all for protection uh, of the innocent, but I'm not a fan of uh, rah, 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 let's go, you know, fire up the cannons and everything else, you know. I was in really? ROTC. I was in ROTC for two years. Oh, wow. I was reloading an NRA card when I was ten. Uh, uh, my sergeant major in in, in ROTC was uh, uh, Sergeant Major Meehan. He was t- he taught military history. Uh, he was one of the original ten Green Berets.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. So I learned. Uh, you give me a you know give me a Garand and the sling and uh, I'll I'll drop them right where you want them. I but, love that. It's uh, it's wonderful ordinance. I am uh, I like shooting it.
0: On the devil's rejects, like I, I think I think Rob's obviously an awesome job, bringing it back, not bring it back, but working with people like yourself, uh Ken Forey, Meg Foster, all these legends. How much fun was it for you to kind of film a movie like that where it's like all these guys that you kind of hang out with at the conventions and people adore? just to have fun like do you have control over that character or is rob like hey michael put this outfit on if you like it have fun with this character
1: that's pretty much his approach uh he gives you he gives you a basic sketch i mean just by reading the script through action and scene so you can get an idea of what is required you know for the arc for the for the various components of the story that they're telling and um uh, uh he, he would be at the monitor watching and we would just try to go for <laughs> it and he would be nodding his head like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a delight to work with t- such talented people that have so much uh, uh, history and, and, and uh, um, chops, so to speak. And it's all one big, giant family. The conventions are, are great in the same manner. We see people that, that we've worked with in the past and... and um, it's a great community. Uh, the horror wow. conventions are just—I uh, find them quite delightful—and see fans that you you've met 20, 30 years ago, and now their right. kids are up, and they have their kids there. And um, conventions are a lot of fun. Now
0: uh, you mentioned your fans, and obviously to have that type of respect, mutual respect towards your fans, yourself and vice versa. But it must be a true testament to yourself that you actually did put, you portrayed characters and did work that really resonated with people and for them to to just want to take a picture with you or just get your autograph. I mean, that's got to be such a cool feeling.
1: Well, it really it really is. It's full circle from where I was as a kid to how right. where I wound up in my book. I explained the serendipity of, uh, of an event that took place that put me in a position uh, zip code wise uh, that just allowed uh, an opportunity to arrive at right right at, you know right in front of me and I go wow oh okay and um, it's it's a pretty fascinating uh, uh, tale um, let's see what else one
0: um, of the, the <laughs> one of the things I was, curious about like one of the main reasons why to reach out is because in that sense you have this love of conservation and environment which is awesome but you also spent almost a decade on a wolf sanctuary now how did that come about like just tell me about that how what sure. that's like sure i uh, uh well i had
1: two years of uh, pre-veterinary science in at the university of california san Luis Obispo, and uh and uh uh I've always been around dogs and cats and had pets. And um, I, at the time I was pretty dirt poor and uh, I found a place to rent for like 90 bucks a month out in the high desert. And it's a little tiny in Lucerne Valley, not much to it. And uh, there was a gal there that uh, Tanya Carloni had had the the sanctuary and it's for uh, people that have wolves illegally and they either have to be put down Or they need a place to be, uh, uh, you know, to live out their lives. So um, I wound up uh, kind of caretaking there. And then if I had a job, I could, I could fail. We became very, very good friends and, um, you know, clean the cages. Certain wolves, you have to learn their behavior, which ones you can uh, uh, hang with, which ones uh, have been abused or whatever. I wanted to be a veterinarian so uh, but my, my fingers are in there I don't don't have the dexterity to do that um, and I ran out of money and did other things but um, I uh, I've always been involved in uh, uh, um, the natural world so to speak I love science uh, when I was a young a young teenager I, I signed up to the Smithsonian Institute they they put out an uh, a pamphlet and, and an article. They probably, it's, I'm sure it's online now. It's called Sea Secrets. It's through the Smithsonian. I was a scuba diver. I was a, um, trained a uh, now we, a uh, uh, diver And uh, You do it all. When I was a sophomore in high school and um, used to do a, a my a buddy of mine, and we went to college together. He was my dive partner. Um, I dove all up and down the coast uh, from Oregon to uh, San Diego. and. Um, so when you're in the ocean and, and, and there's a fish and there's you and and the touch everything moves at the same distance it's really quite remarkable and then you can you can you can identify uh, changes like in in, in water temperature uh, scallops have like disappeared there is such a thing as science uh, the earth is warming and, and, and a lot of it is because of our footprint so to speak um, and the changes to reverse take decades. So it's good to teach kids uh, uh, appreciation. Get, get out of the house, go out, go for a walk in the woods, learn, you know, um, uh, be aware, you know, collect plants, learn about them. All of that stuff is, is really, really important.
0: It's amazing um, how this all goes back to Hills Advice, where you are, from the beginning, you've always been a survivalist guy. From to play a character that was affected by nuclear fallout all this crazy environmental destruction now here you are because they're trying to preserve the environment helping these animals and he just, it's kind of cool that you actually like it, it's just very fascinating michael like it's just a very <laughs> cool inspiring story you have well thank
1: you it's uh, it's something that i mean um the the natural world uh, the, we've been very blessed with a, a class nine blue planet and it's kind of beautiful yep. i remember um i was uh, i was at a convention i think it was atlanta i'm not sure and i was walking through the underground parking area to go into the lobby and there was a lady wearing uh, she looked like a scientist and she was she had a white smock on and she had a uh, a hand cart with all these bo- white boxes with the uh, pictures in them yeah quite a few so I, I was, uh, you know, bringing that in with her into the lobby. She's getting checked in and we had a conversation. I said, uh, so what do you do? She goes, uh, she does uh, uh, imaging for the Hubble uh, uh, Hubble telescope. And, and she says, all of these photos I have are free. They're paid wow. taxpayer dollars. And I am going to hand them out. And she gave me a couple of them. I still have I mean, crab nebulas, the whole nine yards. And then, of course, the most powerful image that I remember as a child was the first image of earth from outer space and that should make you humble that should make you proud that's your home I mean you where you know yep. we're supposed to be from you know uh the breath of life into dust to dust you know all of that all of that stuff that we learn and it's not trivial it's it, it's uh it's something to uh, make us humble and uh, aware and poignant and And uh, appreciative Uh, appreciation is one of my very favorite words. You know, if something's something's uh, affecting you and and you can't find a way to settle into it, then uh, uh, maybe you need to put it aside or uh, reassess how you're how you're approaching it. Uh, It's like it's like uh, uh, what is it? Oh yeah, um, you're not obligated to accept negative gifts. Uh, I came up with that years. Yeah, you know, it's not an obligation to accept negative. Yes. Do you and, follow and, and,
0: everything going on right now with like uh, Tesla and SpaceX and Mars? Like, is that stuff blowing? Yeah, your eyes? Uh, blowing with Tesla's,
1: uh, uh Tesla is very fascinating. As uh, a matter of fact, uh, w- when I was living in Santa Monica, uh, our garage faced another garage, and the gentleman in that garage, our neighbor, had a laboratory in there. Wow. And he he developed the parabolic dish he was Thomas Edison's lab assistant he taught physics <laughs> taught physics at UCLA so anytime oh, I that's... had a science, a science project I would go over with him with you know with the formula and whatnot we would do the math then we'd do a practical experiment so science is pretty darn cool I, I, I like science uh, i I again it, it's a tool and uh, it's powerful information it's how we use our Tools to what end? Um, like, um, well, back in the in the movie The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman, you know, the, the the guy says he's graduated and he's at the party. He's all confused. Yeah. Plastics, Ben. Well, I was a diver for years and years and years, and I start seeing the pollution in, 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 in the ocean, and, and uh, it's tremendously disturbing to know that there are uh, conf- confluences of of of, tire, of, of Tidal streams in the ocean, where it's just the size of Nevada, and it's just all plastic. And, and, the, and people go you know, out of sight, out of mind. No, I don't think so. And, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Eventually, it grinds down. Now it's it's in the food chain. I mean, really? I mean, fascinating. I, I know people that you, I used to get into arguments with us because they, you know, they go, oh, you know, they throw out some stupid, oh, you're a dumb hippie, tree hugger, whatever. I, I says, you know. OK, if you can't understand the importance of, of not trashing your own home or your planet, uh, recycling is a good thing. Maybe you should see a movie called, uh, um, I think it's Silent Running. OK. It's it, it's about a spaceship. Uh, uh, I think it's Silent Running. Uh, it's, it, it's a spaceship. in and it's the last forest on earth oh wow and uh earth has become so polluted and, and damaged they're, they're they're trying to get uh they're saying okay we're gonna un, we're gonna end this program so you uh as bruce dern bruce Dern is, is alone on this ship uh, and there's a couple of robots that that roll along and they take care of the forest and, and he leaves them in charge and instead of uh, coming back to earth and, and running, going, uh, alone and blowing it up like they wanted them to, uh, he reprogrammed it to where his robot buddies, and he found a, a, a star system with, a, a, a yellow sun, you know, to where the, forest, where the forest would survive. Now I've been to the Amazon. I've been into Guyana. I've been on the Orinoco river and the Caradine river and, uh, um, it's uh, the la- uh, Emerald Forest. There's another good movie oh, wow. to watch. Emerald Forest with uh, um, um, Booth Powers and his son gets uh, he, he's his son gets kidnapped and and raised as an indigenous person, and then years later uh, he meets his father again, and of course they're they're mowing down the rainforest so they can grow cows and yeah. you know, Sell burgers. I mean, I I was a meat cutter in college. I, I, was, I had a lot of different jobs, and you know, from New Zealand and and Argentina. And but my lord, I mean, there are smarter ways to. If you have to have the money, you can get the money, but you don't have the right to uh, cause harm. I hear you. Kind of a Hippocratic thing. I mean, so I hear you. Um, But kids, I mean, when we were kids, they, grownups, just sort of, kids were invisible. They would say, duck and cover. Well, and another one, a movie by Joe Dante, uh, where, um, uh, it's the one where the the kid gets in trouble because, uh, the the girl gets in trouble because she's uh, not going to duck and cover because she's telling the truth about what happens and won't protect you from a nuclear blast. I forget the name of that movie off the top of my head, but it's a a great little flick. When you can put in information and also entertain, it's a really, really cool thing. Now, there's a comedian called Brett Butler, and uh, 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 she does a commentary about Bill Hicks, another genius that has passed too soon. And she says, I'll tell you something really funny, and then I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you uncomfortable, make you think. And then I'm going to let you off the hook and tell you something funny again. And she was commenting about Bill Hicks, and she said, you know, Bill Hicks, hey, he didn't hold anything back. You know, he 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 just put it all out there. But it still make you laugh, and you're and you're laughing, and you're going, I shouldn't be laughing. But <laughs> it, the idea is to make it poignant. The idea is to is to wake you up because uh, uh, lethargy and uh, and. Um, just sitting in front of the boob have eaten candy is no life there's a the, and there's another great short story by uh, uh edgar uh hg wells in, in his uh, uh compilation of short stories and it's called the machine stops and it's uh, post apocalypse post-nuclear war everybody's right. underground uh, we all have filtered air blah 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 nobody ever goes to the surface and it's a love story about this this guy and this gal, and he works in the archives where nobody goes, uh, I still have a library card. Uh, you know, people <laughs> right. don't anymore. They don't know anything about the surface. And when they want something on their TV screen, they push a button. There it is. Well, the machine starts to falter. And he knows where the old tunnels are. It takes you to the surface. So they escape and there's chaos because uh, uh, nobody's being... Everybody's, you know, fighting for, uh, you know, what food is left because the machine, and, and it's chaos. So they make it to the surface, and they go, "Wow, Garden of Eden, it's beautiful," et cetera, et cetera. The only problem is uh, they die in each other's arms because they, uh, of the dust in the air, and they've lived underground and too sequestered. Yeah.
0: yeah, I am blown so, away by you know, your you I mean, you know, movies, you know, history, science, poetry, authors. it's just, it's kind of blown my mind how, like, just amazing of a just a person you are, Michael. And before I let you go, Guess I can't
1: stay on track.
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm just blown away by because you know, like, you're my, you're, if I'm on a reality TV show and I need like a photo friend, I, yeah. uh, I'm calling Michael. He knows everything. Um, no, I'm just, old. You
1: go, just done a lot of things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you uh, and you've lived a great life. and It's inspiring. So well,
1: thank you. No, I but before you. I we let you can. go,
0: um, you mentioned your book, You're in the of Writing, but obviously COVID has obviously affected your industry in terms of TV and movies. But is there any other projects you got coming up that you're looking forward to film or and I know you're on Facebook, but any other social media and stuff like that?
1: I've got a website, MichaelBerryman.com, and get awesome. uh, pictures and, and some, uh, um, some clothing items. Uh, I'll, I'll be putting the word out to everybody uh, once. Uh, um, in a couple of weeks, I'll have it finished, and I'll send it off to my manager and uh, yeah, it. publisher. And so that's that's still in the process. Um, just about mm-hmm. In about two weeks, I'll have the last pages done. Uh, COVID, I finally got my shot. Love <laughs> it. Yeah, uh, that's my that's my wolf tattoo. I got two of those. But anyway, um, uh, yes. Uh, thank you for allowing us to uh, uh, go on different sides of the street because uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of interviews are you know right down the IMDb list, and it gets so boring. Well, it's
0: like I've it, <laughs> always it's, here's the thing, and I know we kind of talked about directly before this, but I started this last March May with COVID first hit because my industry is security, I'm not doing events, I'm not doing tours, protecting celebrities, but I wanted to do something where I can learn, still learn whether it's human trafficking, uh, about domestic violence, wildlife conservation, martial arts, whatever it can fall under this band of um, security. And I started realizing there's also a lot of actors and people out there that I might not know like their background or whatever, but I know a character they portrayed that made me want to become who I wanted to be, whether. I wanted to be a good guy, law enforcement, secret service. The bad guys you would play or bad guys someone else would play or the hero, they would inspire me to do what I want to do. And so I made a list of like 50 people that I would love to have on here within the year. You're on that list. and Here we are.
1: are.
0: uh, It's very, uh, it's very cool. And I, it's fun to talk to you about, I, I don't, Here's the thing. I love all your movies. I I can, I can talk about Hills of Eyes for weeks, or Double
1: Dragon, or X Files episodes. A, there's a couple that are uh, sleeper, like Andrew Geary's movie, The Evil Within, the original title, right. st- Storyteller, which I preferred. But uh, that's a good. That, that's a very interesting. Very The
0: interesting,
1: great too. The guy, the is a lot of fun. Um, and uh, you're right about the security. I actually uh, to make extra money uh, work for for a uh, bail bondsman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, that's you it
0: know, down that through, door?
1: Through that, raise your hands, get sworn in, put in off, put on all your gear, and here's who we're dealing with. Oh, very interesting. And you were right by the numbers, and I make a couple hundred bucks cash, and I came in handy. But yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of things, and uh, that's um, awesome. Um, there's certain street smarts that you learn over time, and uh, depending on your background, and, and uh, it's always good to learn something new every day. Um, I love that. Yeah, and uh, all I can say is uh, uh, stay safe and uh, take care of your loved ones and family, and tomorrow is a brand
0: new day, so make the awesome. best of you. Thank you, Michael. Be safe. We'll talk soon. Be safe. Thank you very much. Bye. How's it going, everyone? John here, the host of Spear Talk. You might not know this, but before I record an episode, I like to break a sweat, and I do that using the Chop Fit. Over the course of the past year, the chop fit has allowed me to lose weight, tone up my body, and feel even more amazing about myself. A feeling that you should all feel about yourselves as well. If you use this code, SPEARCHOP10, you get $10 off your order. Once again, use code SPEARCHOP10 for $10 off your chop order. It'll change your life. Thank you.